Hello, friends. Welcome to Find Hope, Live Well, a show about doing small things to make big changes in your life. I'm Grant Stenzel. My goal is to help you regain hope and walk with you down the path of healing. Through my experience as a licensed clinical professional counselor and former pastor, I enjoy helping individuals and families navigate through mental health issues. Welcome back to Find Hope, Live Well. I am Grant Stenzel, licensed clinical professional counselor. Today we'll be speaking on feelings of a lost year. Counseling professionals have been referring to this COVID season as a lost year. As a therapist, Grant, can you define the lost year and why people are referring to the past year with this title? Well, I think the biggest reason it's called that is everyone feels like their life has been on pause. We've been surviving as opposed to thriving. We've put a ton of things on hold. You know, weddings were put on hold. Um, Even funerals, I know, were put on hold. Obviously, people still passed, but having celebration services. um, We've been stuck in our homes. We've uh, postponed vacations. We have been living in kind of... um, Uh, almost a void and I think often when we're just trying to survive we're not able to grow and to thrive and to enjoy and and I think it depends on the person I think some people were able to kind of get out more connect with people more um, really work on self-care I know we've done that at the practice been really emphasizing that with our therapists making sure that you know we're not just trying to survive that we are trying to grow, that we're trying to blossom. Uh, but that's been an incredible, incredible challenge. I'm sure everyone knows that COVID's been around. With the feelings of the lost year, it kind of seems like a lot of people are grieving. So how does a person cope with all the past feelings of the lost year? Well, that's a good question. Is you First, you just have to acknowledge that it's been a lost year, and it's okay to just say that it was hard. You know, anytime, you know, grief is not just when you lose a loved one. Uh, We grieve when our children leave our home. We grieve when we graduate. We grieve when we uh, lose a job. Um, You know, even when it's a good transition, you know, say you decide you want to move out of state, there's a grief of losing a past life. And I think there's been a lot of grief is there's been so much loss uh, for students, for workers, for, uh, you know, especially the medical field and all the extra work they've had to do. And how much people have put their lives on pause and um you know whether again it's like weddings um i think a lot of people have dropped out of school or you know for college uh people have put a lot of plans on the back burner um you know we've seen a lot of uh jobs that have you know people have lost jobs some people are working a lot more now it seems like and some people are working a lot less and both affect you you know when you're working less and and you don't have a job obviously you're just trying to figure out how to pay bills and get things done. Uh, And then when you're overworking, like, you know, the medical field or whatever, is you're working so much that it's hard to even pay attention to home or personal growth or anything else that's going on. And so this has just been a very difficult time for our country. And it has had a a dire effect on the mental health of our country because we are uh, people who are made to be in community. And so not being able to go out Uh, Plus, you have all the anxiety and fears. You know, everyone was very afraid. Everyone was scared. A lot of information was given and then not given. And then there was misinformation and this, that, and the other thing. And, 
And I, and I think, you know, when you have, you know, information changing, and I think when you have sometimes information overload, uh, that can cause to a lot of anxiety. And I think, praise God, we're coming out of it. And we're having another a stable schools are opening and churches are opening and, and businesses are opening and people are getting back together. But there has to be, you have to look back and, and realize what we lost. You know, we lost a lot of freedoms. We lost community. We lost, um, you know, in some ways, just normalcy of our way of life. And this is hard, though, too, because we're always told as a society to kind of like look forward. And now we have to go back in time and kind of really dig deep and grieve like what you're saying, these losses. Mm -hmm. So if there's advice you can give to someone that is trying to go back and reimagine these feelings again, mm -hmm. like what, how would you say to go about that? Sure. Well, I think uh, in almost everything, balance is best. Um, you don't want to stay in the past and just think about the past and, and sulk and stay there and be melancholy and not look at the future and not look at what could be better. But you also don't want to look at the future and that's it. Is, you know, our feelings are there regardless of whether you want to acknowledge them or not. And this is a loss. And for you to be able to be healthy and to move past the loss, you have to mourn the loss. You have to feel the loss. You have to recognize what was lost. And as you do that, then you're actually healthier to move forward. When you acknowledge what happened, when you feel it, when you recognize it, when you, in many ways, validate yourself or validate a friend is, you know, this was hard. And um, really, then you're able to kind of move on. So as children under 18 um, have had to do virtual schooling, we tend to kind of look past their feelings thinking they're kids, they're easy to bounce back. What advice would you give to a parent so they can better understand that their kids are also coping with these feelings of the lost year? Yeah, this has been a very, very difficult time for kids. Kids are used to being in school. Kids are used to having a lot more freedom. Uh, kids are affected by parents' anxiety. You know, um, you know, one of the best things you can do really for your own kids is to work on your own anxiety because, you know, as children are looking to their parents, to the people who take care of them, and if they see the people that are, you know, stronger, more knowledgeable, and in charge, and they're scared, they're like, well, why? I should be scared too. And it's okay to have fear, and honestly, it's good to have that conversation with your kids saying, hey, this is a scary time, but this is what we're doing. Uh, but this has been so, so difficult. Even if you just think of percentage of your life. So I'm 50 years old and a year and a half is a pretty small percentage. You know, it's two to 3% of my life has been in COVID. But if you're 14, you know, 14 months is 10% of your life. And so literally more of their life has lived, have been in COVID. And I've lived many, many, many years. Obviously I'm 50 and um, so it's in some ways easier for me to cope because I know what it's before. I know what's coming. I, I've gone through difficult times. This may be their first real difficult event that they have to go through. And, you know, not seeing friends, not being in school, um, having to pivot, as the word was kind of last year, and to learn to be online and learn to do different things. You know, being a, an elementary school student or a junior high student, high school student is hard enough when things are normal. You know, we see tons of kids and uh, adolescents at Sunzo Clinical just dealing with normal things. Um, you know, peer pressures or anxieties and fears, cutting, eating disorders, you know, but we've seen all of those radically increase during this because the, everyone felt out of control. 
And when you feel off control, you go to things to try and find control, whether you really actually find control or not. It's kind of pseudo control. You feel more controlled if you can worry about the future, which actually doesn't actually help. But um, it kind of gives you that pseudo feel. And so, you know, the poor kids, as, as they have um, not sure when school was going to open, you know, there was times as it was an open end. They didn't know when school would open again. And and that can be nervous and that can be scary. And I think we as parents need to, you know, take stock, take care of us well so that we can take care of our kids well, so that we can speak confidently to them, encourage them and not try and poo-poo their feelings and go, oh, their kids, they'll bounce back. They'll be fine. Is No, you know what? And each kid is going to be different. And that's very important. If you have two, three, four kids, you know, each kid's reaction is going to be different. And so asking each kid how this affected them, what was the most difficult part? What was the most challenging part? What was the scariest part? And just asking those questions and allowing them a safe space to share without you trying to fix it immediately or shut it down immediately and just ask more questions and let them be able to share their feelings. And honestly, that is cathartic. That is That will help them feel better. Being able to share in a safe space what happened to them, their fears, and you just listening and validating, saying, yeah, wow, that was hard. And remember, each kid's experience is unique as each kid is unique. Thank you, Grant, so much for all that insight and those tips on how to cope with feelings of the lost year. I know it's definitely been a subject that's going around a lot as we move forward with our lives. Everyone can take these words of advice from someone that is a professional in the field and just keep moving forward. That's going to do it for today's episode. Visit stenzoclinical.com backslash news for helpful tips on parenting, relationships, managing anxiety, battling depression, and more. You can also find us on social media with the handle at stenzoclinical. If you enjoyed our show, please be sure to leave a review. As always, thank you for listening.